Discover new technology and endless comfort with Victoria's Secret's number one collection, Body by Victoria. With over 3,500 five-star reviews, see what all the hype is about when it comes to their best-selling styles. Their latest innovation features lightweight construction that provides support where you need it without an ounce of padding. Experience unlined perfection with the nearly undetectable Invisible Lift Demi Bra, or comfortably reduce your bust line by up to one inch with the Invisible Lift Minimizer Bra. Available in cups A through G and bands 30 to 44, that's 43 sizes in 22 styles. Shop now at your nearest Victoria's Secret store and online at victoriasecret.com. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a midsize SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. Its available 362 horsepower hybrid max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you can always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash grandhighlander. Welcome to You Down, a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. What I love about Black Girl Magic is that it doesn't have any one definition. It doesn't have any one specific lesson attached outside of a Black girl finding her space, mm. reclaiming her voice, her joy. It's about our resilience. It's about our swag. Ooh. It's about our sistership. Okay. It's about our ability to shade with love because there is such a thing <laughs> as shade that bears no fruit. And then there is shade like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just slide this one to you so that <laughs> nobody else hurts your feelings in real time. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to You Down, a podcast where four funny hunters come together and talk about what's going on in the culture. I'm Shakira Janepe. I'm Mamiya Afora. I'm Yasmin Monet Watkins. And I'm Ashley Holster. But collectively, we are known as Obama's Other Daughters. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Hootie, yeah. hootie, hoot, 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 hoot. Oh, hey, yes. You doing a whole dance number? <laughs> All right, dances aside, today we're asking, are you down with Black Girl Magic? As some of y'all know, our live comedy show Black Girl Magic at UCB was our favorite time of the month. Holding space for Black women to be seen and valued to create space for laughter and joy was... Well, a joy. Hootie who? Before every show, we'd hype each other up and remind each other, I got you back. And that is essentially, at least for me, what Black Girl Magic is all about. Sisterhood and solidarity. 
And joining us today, we're speaking about BGM with the guru of all things Black Girl Magic, Mahogany L. Brown. Woo! Y'all are in for a treat, and you'll see why momentarily. But first, let's check in with each other. What y'all loving? What you hating this week? I watched this documentary. Everyone should watch it. It's on Netflix called The Social Dilemma. Have you guys seen it? Oh, I think I saw a blip of it. Is it great? It's so good. And like, I might delete all my social media sometime (gasps) soon. Like it's influenced. No, okay, maybe I won't. But it just really tells you about the roots of where social media came from and kind of how the people who created it knew that it had the potential to have all these adverse effects like depression and younger Mm -hmm. generations and like the things that comparing yourself due to people psychologically, they do give solutions and ways that we can, as a people, um, get through this. But I was just like, wow, there's so many things that we use every day that we really don't understand the power behind them. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm about to have my whole universe shifted after yeah, watching this Yeah, you all doc. should watch it. Yeah, I, I will watch. This week, I am loving, I guess, my family. <laughs> yeah. We, you know, y'all know we are having digital family reunions every Saturday, but this past Saturday was my grandmother's 88th birthday. Aww. Oh my God. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Grandma Kathy. Happy birthday to you. Um, no, I'm not letting her listen to this. Too wild for my grandmother. We like had a digital birthday party for her. And usually it's like immediate family and then my father's brother and sister's kids. But this was like people I had never met. We had a slideshow and we cool. showed pictures that we had never seen and videos that we had never seen. And it was just so fun to spend almost two and a half hours with my family in, you know, in my own home and, you know, learning things that I had never learned. So I'm just really grateful that my grandmother asked for us to do this. And we were all like every Saturday. <laughs> but it's been <laughs> it's been so lovely. Aw, that's so sweet. I've been loving I love that you can listen to a whole book now. Like, I feel like as a kid, the only option was to read the book. I love Audible. Cure in these Audible books. (laughs) And y'all know I love that Trevor Noah, Born a Crime book. I still play it. He's one of my favorites. But I've also been listening to that Jay Shetty. I think you just like accents. I know. Okay, maybe I do. (laughs) I really do be listening to all these guys who just are on these Audibles. But I listen to women, too. Ideal, Idealionaire. I've been listening to her Audible. The whole availability of being able to listen to books and podcasts like this. It's been really great. My love for this week, I am in this cohort of a class that Ebony Janice teaches. She's a womanist scholar and lecturer, and she's amazing. And so she's been teaching or leading this course called Dream Yourself Free. And it's been so good. It's talking about like ease and play and dreaming as a part of our healing. And the last class we had, uh, she had Thea Monier, who's also a poet or who I know from poetry, but she asked these questions around like joy. And it shifted a lot for me, like inquiring about our lives. Does this bring me joy? Specifically looking at stuff like, does it cost me joy? And I was like, damn, I didn't think about looking at the world in that particular way. But I've been really inspired by Dream Yourself Free. And it's been 
So amazing. I feel like you are not one to not chase joy, but I, I am glad that you are learning ways uh, to think about if something is costing you joy. Because I know we've talked about like you wanting just to do a lot. But I'm just like, girl, I think you are you're tired. I think you're you need some rest. <laughs> so I'm glad that you're right. looking at, at that. Yeah, you need that balance. You know, I'm trying. I'm taking the classes to make more time for rest and ease in my life. I got scared when you said make more time. I was like, yeah, you that's not how it works, but okay. Making time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, okay. Because you know, Yasmin thinks time is a construct. <laughs> I mean, it's a figment of our, you know, society. (laughs) Time isn't real. Okay, I'm going to calm down. Now that we know that time isn't real, according to Yasmin Monet Watkins, (laughs) it's time for us to jump into our main combo this week. Black Girl Magic. Um, Helping us dig into what BGM is and isn't is poet, writer, organizer, and author of Black Girl Magic, the book, Mo Brown. But before we do that, let's take a quick break. Discover new technology and endless comfort with Victoria's Secret's number one collection, Body by Victoria. With over 3,500 five-star reviews, see what all the hype is about when it comes to their best-selling styles. Their latest innovation provides support where you need it without an ounce of padding. It's all you. With lightweight construction and technology that smooths, shapes, and supports, these silhouettes are designed to conform to your curves for a natural-looking fit. Experience unlined perfection with the Invisible Lift Demi Bra, a style that moves with you and is nearly undetectable under clothes. Or comfortably reduce your bust line by up to one inch with the Invisible Lift Minimizer Bra. Unbelievable and unforgettable, there's more to explore when it comes to Body by Victoria. Available in cups A through G and bands 30 to 44. That's 43 sizes in 22 styles. Shop now at your nearest Victoria's Secret store and online at victoriasecret.com. You need a vehicle that can meet your family's needs, and Toyota has you covered. Introducing the first-ever Grand Highlander, a midsize SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander never makes you choose between passengers and cargo. You can fit both with ease. With three spacious rows and available seating for up to eight, and leg room that makes even long trips comfortable. With Grand Highlander's available 362 horsepower hybrid max powertrain on limited and platinum trims, you can be confident that you have the power, acceleration, and efficiency needed for almost any adventure your family can cook up. And you'll get where you're going in style with a modern, spacious cabin that's perfect for both playdates and date nights. Impressive tech upgrades take the new Grand Highlander to the next level, including a standard digital key, an available panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen. Don't just live life. Live life grander in the first ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. If you struggle to get in shape and lose weight, 
I'm about to change your life. I'm Carl, the CEO of Body, and I don't like working out and eating healthy either. So here's how I get myself to do it. I make myself own the morning. And by the morning, I mean the first hour or so every day. It's not family time. It's not for scrolling social media. It's for my results and my health. And man, does it work. Every day, I get out of bed, drink a health shake I made the night before, and then I go crush a workout in the body app and just follow along day by day. Before most people are even out of bed, I'm done for the day. So here's my offer to you. The next 500 people who go to body.com will get 65% off a full year of access to over 120 programs. 65% because I want you to start now and see how fast the pounds come off and the muscles start popping. And if they don't, hey, you get your money back. Just go to body.com. That's B-O-D-I dot And let's own the morning together and get healthy and fit. Welcome back, guys. Welcome back. We're so excited. Joining us today is the incomparable Mahogany L. Brown. She's a poet, writer, educator, curator, and organizer. She's also the director of Bowery Poetry Club and artistic director of Urban Word NYC and poetry coordinator at San Francisco College. She's the author of Woke Baby, Black Girl Magic, and forthcoming YA novel, Chlorine Sky. Y'all ain't ready. And she's here to talk to us today about Black Girl Magic. Welcome, Mama. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, you do your own sound effects, little girl. <laughs> yes, I will beatbox for myself. <laughs> you got to just uplift yourself sometimes. Yeah. So you need a Thank y'all for having me. I'm so excited. We're so excited to have you. Well, I think starting us off, like, you know, we're talking about Black Girl Magic, but what does that even mean to you? You know, how do you define Black Girl Magic? Uh, what I love about Black Girl Magic, uh, the idea alone is that it it doesn't have any one definition. It doesn't have any one specific lesson attached outside of a Black girl finding her space, mm. reclaiming her voice, her joy. And that's, as a Black woman, especially in this country, we were quarantined before the quarantine, huh? So mm -hmm. the idea that you love yourself enough to exclaim it Mm. In the face of jokes, in the face of being the butt of the jokes, you can see and celebrate your glory. So I think that's what Black Girl Magic is. It's about our resilience. It's about our swag. Ooh. It's about our sistership. Okay. It's about our ability to shade with love because there is such a thing <laughs> as shade that bears no fruit. And then there is shade like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just slide this one to you so that <laughs> nobody else hurts your feelings in real time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right, guys, we can uh, we can pack it up and go home. Mo, that was. Uh... <laughs> I'm all about the elevator pitch. The elevator pitch works. Yes. <laughs> can you talk about like what led you to becoming an expert in creating safe space for black women and girls? Like, how did your journey lead you to this moment? That's amazing because I don't think I'm an expert at all. I think, I, <laughs> I think I'm learning. Y'all literally holding the book in front of us. <laughs> Black girl magic. <laughs> it looks so good. I love that book. Shout out to Jess X Snow for making the illustration. It's, it came out with Macmillan. And that book happened because the poem went viral on PBS. I wasn't even prepared for what it was. I just know that it's a part of the legacy 
it's obviously a part of pop culture, but the legacy of of women just, you know, think Nikki Giovanni and ego tripping, like how we mm-hmm. love ourselves, how we show up playing the dozens, all those yes. things, all those things are a part of our natural migration within mm-hmm. our circles, our community circles. So it was one of those things where I was just like, I want to do a poem that reclaims space and joy. And even, and I also was really interested in equalizing respectability. Like there is no one way to show up as a Black woman. And mm-hmm. if you are looking at Coretta Scott King or Cardi B, if you're looking at Amber Rose <laughs> mm-hmm. or Bell Hooks, if you're looking yes. at Beyonce or LaKayla, like all of it, all of us belong. Yes, there's, yes. there's absolutely no one way to be a Black woman, to be a Black feminist, to be a mother. Like, come on, y'all. We know better, right? We, we have to know better. And so Black Girl Magic was that moment where I could just explore all of those identities and, and really just celebrate how they informed me and who I am. So I'm not an expert. I still make mistakes. I'm from Oakland, California originally. Yeah, yeah. Born in Alta Bates. Yup. And I was raised on two shorts. So you know I'm flawed, honey. Like my language. <laughs> I hear that. My language. Look you said... Kunta Kente's kin, and I almost fell out. Good. Uh-huh. <laughs> Praise. <Yeah>. Praise. <laughs> I remember being at Encore the first time I heard it, and I worked at a literary magazine and really got over poetry. I was over poetry for so long. Sure. And then I saw Mo, and she said, you ain't supposed to have nothing to say, Black girl, unless it's a joke. And I was like, oh, no. This woman, is, this is special. This is, it was it was very special. Mm. Yeah. I do remember seeing the light in your eyes, too, Ashley. And I was like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> I was I was I was like I'm gonna go talk to her. I know. I'm gonna go say hi. <laughs> you may not be an expert, but you definitely are helping lead people to have language and see more of themselves, and to also appreciate the art of spoken word in a way that mm-hmm. I feel like it has been kind of brushed underneath the rug. There's nobody who's gonna watch you perform and not feel like the yeah. same way any MC guy that we know gets up there. Oh, thank you. And just like you said, spoken word kind of gets swept under the rug. Poetry, performance poetry, all of it is negated because for so long um, we've been told how it should sound. Like mm-hmm. there's only one way to, you know, to write mm-hmm. poems. So when you have this traditional canon, obviously, if you come from a, a certain space and that's not your usual language all the time, if you know, we, we code switch all the time. Mm-hmm. That is a part of our defense mechanism. That is a mm-hmm. part of our survival tactic. So if I'm talking to young people who have yet to learn it, but they understand like, oh, that's that talk that's not for me. I, I don't belong here. I don't see myself. And then I get to do this poem and this poem speaks to them in a way that not only do I access it, because it goes from you post to you post it to you supposed to, you supposed to. And I'm showing the intention, right, of the mm. code switching and how they're trying to harness our language and, and harness ourselves uh, away from not the truth, but away from our variations. Like we are so much. We're more than just one. We have multitudes. Right. A white man did say that, but us too. <laughs> <laughs> Can you give us a little context to like some of the historical moments that brought us to Black Girl Magic as what it is today? Because Mm. I personally didn't know that it was a movement before the most recent one. And also what the pillars of Black Girl Magic are to you. If I think about it clearly, the Black arts movement for sure, right? You got your your Intazaka Shange Mm -hmm. who wrote... 
everything. You have Sonia Sanchez, you have Nikki Giovanni, you have Audrey Lord. You even have like people that aren't cited because there was no way to archive their work or there's gatekeepers that, again, want to make a certain traditional canon. Mm-hmm. And so they leave out the voices of the Wanda Coleman, who is considered, you yeah. know, the unofficial poet laureate of Los Angeles. And she's the one that you should turn to when you need to get saved. You know what I'm saying? Like, she mm-hmm. keeps it funky. June Jordan keeps it funky. <laughs> These are women that I think of, but then also I'm thinking of, you know, activists and organizers. So Ida B. Wells, Fannie Lou Hamer. Yes. Asada, Shakur, Angela Day. Like, these are people that when I need to get my life right and just be like, oh, it's so hard. I look at what they were already doing, mm-hmm, you know? Yeah. And and it was hard then. It was maybe harder then because it was so outright, the racism and the sexism. Mm-hmm. And, and there are things that have been put into place within the last five to 10 years where there is, you know, more people are in this space. You, you can't say that. That joke don't fly. Right. That's not funny. You can't speak to me like that. You can't put your hands on me like that. You can't be an abuser and me support you like that. Mm-hmm. There, you know, We have an accountability system that is setting up, and that's because of these organizers from before. So I think everybody has our personal pillars. You know what I mean? Cheryl Clark, who did the uh, original forward for Audre Lorde's sister, Outsider. And look how Cheryl Clark then, and then I just did the the uh, forward for the new Sister Outsider hardback release. Ooh. So like to be in the lineage of those brilliant thinkers makes me know that BGM is real. I'm just basking in all of that real quick. Because like, <laughs> I, I think sometimes we think that we're the only ones going through something and that what mm. we're up against right now is insurmountable. But it's like mm. there's a blueprint. We're not the first ones to go through this. Hopefully we are the generation that allows for the next ones to not have to. Mm. But that historical connecting to the fact that there have been mothers doing this work, you know. That's right. That's right. Yes. And I guess on that token, it's clear that it's in way more conversations, just Black women in general. But the phrase Black girl magic has become very popular and very Mm -hmm. mainstream. How do you think that happened? I mean, how do you feel about that? I know that it was like uh, the sister made a T-shirt that said Black girls are magic. Mm -hmm. I know that there was a time that Essence responded to um, Lapita Nyong'o. They cited her as like, this is Black girl magic. You know, this is Black girl excellence. I just remember when those things were like being tossed around, Mm -hmm. specifically in response to a lot of Black desperation and Mm. death. And it was like, here is a moment of, of reverence. But if I think about how we got to Black girl magic specifically, then I have to look back and be like, but power to the people happened. Right. And you and you can't trademark that. That's a community organizing right. tool that the Black Panthers used mm-hmm. as a call and response. When you heard that, you knew action was happening. You knew you are safe here. Mm-hmm. You knew put your boots on tighter. We got to walk. We got work to do. And so Black Girl Magic feels like it's very much in that vein to me. And I think that tie between like art and activism is so mm-hmm. key particularly around BGM. It's almost like some sort of solidarity mantra or something. (laughs) But doesn't it feel like when you say that, you're also, you are claiming the space and you're saging it. 
It feels Ooh. like a saging. Like you can't come up in here with no 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 mess. You just mm-hmm. can't. <laughs> mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Because we love ourselves. You yes. know what I mean? Like, and in our love, not only will it prevail, but it it casts you out, honey. And so if you're here to do anything other than be positive, this ain't the room for you. You gotta go. I'm sure there's a, another support group somewhere else, but this ain't it. <laughs> See yourself out the door. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you say are some of the ways that we can like prevent folks from co-opting our joy? Mm. What do we say to the many two-faced brands that want to sell to us but don't actually care about us, right? Because like Black Girl Magic was created for us as mm-hmm. like a rallying cry, a, a spell, if you will. A fubu. Right. A real fubu. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for us by us. Very much so. So when I think of how folks co-opted, specifically people who are not of the culture, people who are just trying to make a book, I can't allow it to make me sad anymore. Like the commodification of a spirit, people will try, right? Mm-hmm. But it is up to the culture that it serves for them to say, I'm not going to buy this hair brand because I know for a fact a Black woman didn't make it. All right. Mm-hmm. It's not Black owned. Okay. You haven't even supported Black communities mm-hmm. with the money that is coming to Like, there should be a rubric for yes. when I support you. What are you doing with said money? And if said money is not supporting the community in which you are taking from, Mm -hmm. then I can't support you. You got to go somewhere else. And I know it's difficult. It's very difficult. But every day we're coming closer and closer. There's these apps that come up like SunUp NYC is all about Black-owned businesses. Mm -hmm. Like you can figure out how to support folks that really have your best interest in mind. It doesn't have to be a a shot in the dark. It ain't got to be a Hail Mary. And and the same goes for like the mental health care industry. There's ways to assure that we are talking to people who have our best interest in mind. Now, I'm not saying we all shouldn't be working together and it's, you know, I don't, I'm not saying that shouldn't happen. But what I am saying is the people who have been abused, the most abused, the most ignored, destroyed, diminished are Black women. And so everything I do is in support in solidarity, and I, I will stand for a black woman loudly. And I don't care if they're like, oh, you're you're clout chasing or, you know what? I will search a room for a black woman so I can support her. Cause I know how difficult it is to walk into a space and know that people are dicing you up just for now, a couple of years later to be like, oh, you have a natural. That's now it's, now it's not exotic. They don't want to touch your hair anymore because they didn't heard people talk about oh, how disgusting that is. Oh. They still be reaching, girl. Don't say that. Really? <laughs> <laughs> You'd think that they'd heard all the poems and all of the stories and all the things. I mean, you'd hope they listened to Solange. However, I, I did wow. just have that happen. I Was it this year before COVID or the end of last year? I was working a job and a woman who hired me was like, just, just came over and touched it. And the hard <gasps> thing is like, I'm like, damn. She did just give me this job. <laughs> it doesn't happen to me often, but I think it's just because I'm six one and they can't reach my head. <laughs> it was like, hey, down there, relax. Uh-huh. <laughs> Do you think there's any downside to folks thinking that Black girls are magic or that, you know, they expect magic from Black women? 
I think the magic is that you are a black woman. <laughs> That's the magic. You are here despite everything that tried to undo you. Mm. What does Lucille Clifton say? Come celebrate with me today. Something has tried to kill me and has failed. Ooh. That is the lifeblood of black women. Every day I look at TV. There was times I would never see someone who looked like me. I would never see a head wrap. I would never see a brown skinned girl. There is parts of my family that literally call me the dark one. And the anti-blackness, that is an American, hmm, that's a global thing. Yeah. That is global, but it is a, an American favorite pastime. You think mm. baseball is, honey? <laughs> what did Audre Lorde say? As American as apple pie? Woo! And man, I hate apples. <laughs> <laughs> but the sad part about it is I think that sometimes we kind of just are oversaturated with ideas, positive or negative. And then you have people who kind of like shade it or make fun of it. I remember seeing something online where someone was like, black girl magic ain't real. Oh, you made eggs. You made scrambled eggs. That ain't magic. That's cooking. Who said that? Right? Except when Jill Scott sings about it. Grits. That shit let Jill is magic. do it. Let's Jill do it. Let's let Jill do it. <laughs> we just gonna let Jill do it. <laughs> but I literally was like, she woke up today. She woke up today. She made breakfast. She ate it. Mm -hmm. That is magic. Getting up, brushing your teeth, Walking outside, knowing how, how people look at you and may decide how to feel about you mm. off of just presentation alone, that is magic. If you just do a survey and ask Black women, how many times have people said, I'm scared of you before ever actually knowing you or meeting you? Mm. Oh, I was scared of you. I thought I was mean. I thought I was mean for the longest time because people would be like, oh, I, I didn't know. I thought you were intimidating. You're so intimidating. You know, and being six one don't help. I thought it was me, but it's not. I had to let that go. That's not my personality. That's just what yes. you, you perceive. Anybody else, you'll give them a chance, you know? But on site, it's like, oh, you look scary. You look intimidating. I don't like when I'm standing in line and someone's in front of me and they keep looking like, I'm sorry, I'm like, I'm hurrying up. And I'm like, I'm just waiting in line like the rest of everybody else. I'm not, I didn't say, hurry up, bitch. Like, they right. were, like you're sticking a gun in their back and waiting mm. them to go faster in the grocery aisle. And mm. you're just living your life trying to check out, too. Mm -hmm. right. Like that that is a real thing that mm -hmm. are, we are so powerful that our mere presence yeah. can elicit that kind of fear mm. from people. Mm. Being in the grocery store checkout reminds me of like when people put that little stick down that says, this is my stuff and that's your stuff. <laughs> I feel like it always happens more aggressively when it's like an older white person. Yeah. White people in general just like, I ain't buying your shit, black girl. Like, I didn't ask you to do that. Okay. And how I would money. I get it if it went into your bag? That would be a, a long process for me to sneak in my chocolate <laughs> bar and take it out of your bag. Or even like that, when you mentioned something once, Mommy, where you're like, I never just carry a bag around and put food in because I don't no, want them to think. Uh -huh. yeah, and I was like, the same Ooh. thing. Mm -hmm. They just assuming I'm out here trying to steal from this store. I use the baskets in the carts. And then, yeah. I, get, then I put it in my personal <laughs> bag when I get to the front. So everyone can see. Y'all saw yes. I purchased it. Here's my receipt. It's in my hand. I always oh get Oh, my that. God. Like, We're so traumatized. Yeah. I did the same thing yesterday. Mm. Yes. I went to get like a spice and I didn't need a big ass cart. So I I picked it up and I held it in my right yeah, hand. Yeah, <laughs> For the listeners at home, Mo's hand is all the way visible in I the just air. realized, once you said it, I was like, oh my God, it's innate. Mm -hmm. it, is, it is second yeah. nature to try and just remind people that I'm safe. 
Yep. <laughs> you know? I'm not. No shenanigans over here. Like the Statue of Liberty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yes. wow. Mind blown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> These moments where we talk about mm. like the things that we go through. And I think that's so like, I, I so value and respect the way that you walk through the world, Mo. And just like what Black Girl Magic does for us because it allows us to be like, Oh, wait, you go through that too? Because we all out here in supermarkets holding up spices, thinking we're the only one. (laughs) But it turns out that like from New York to Minnesota, like it's the same thing. And Mm -hmm. I think about... And y'all know how I feel about Audrey Lord, but she has this quote. Oh my she's God. Like, should make a compilation of the <laughs> end of the season. Yes. Yasmin going, and y'all know how I feel about Audrey Lord. Yes. This is the first time we're hearing it. <laughs> Please tell us what Audrey I love about. your love for Audrey. What'd you, what'd you think, Evie? So, what happened? She says, um, I often think of the lesbianism of Angelina Weld Grimke, and I think of her dying alone in an apartment in New York City while I was struggling in isolation at Hunter College. And I think of what it could have meant in terms of sisterhood and solidarity if I had had her words and had she known I needed them. Mm. Mm. And the feeling of isolation that we go through and like what Black Girl Magic does for us as a reclamation, as a like, I see you, sis, you're not alone. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. how important that is and how imperative Black Girl Magic is for our survival. Listen, for me, it's changed everything. I literally thought I was out here to build space for poets and organizing spaces in the community. And I realized that can happen. But my job is to write these words down because they are trying to erase me every single day. Mm. And erasure looks like not citing a Black woman. Erasure looks like um, pretending you're a Black woman and taking an Africana studies job. Uh, Erasure looks like... Speak on it! Yeah, you you believe that you are above diversity, equity, and inclusion courses because, you know, you have a child of color. I've heard all of these things, literally, to my face. That, no, 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 my, my son, you know, I adopted a son and he is from, you know, Nigeria. And I'm like, but babe, you still need racial, uh, you know, like, <laughs> racial equality. And you've already internalized all of your things. So the fact that you shared that with me, you feel me? Like yep. you got work to do. But then I had the honor of someone sending me this video, this sister from Florida, she's a poet as well, sent me this video of a little girl who had memorized the poem Black Girl Magic from PBS and did it in an oratorical competition, which is like your favorite speeches. When I tell you I was snotting and crying (laughs) on the floor, the end. I was like, oh, this is actually my purpose. That baby is seven. Hmm. She knows my poem better than me. Oh. I'm 40 again. You're I'm old. I'm and it's going quickly. That moment, I was like, that's it. I just gotta lay down these rocks so they know how to get like I gotta be the blueprint out of this piece. Yeah. And I can get as far as I can towards freedom, towards true liberation, towards a kind of love that mm. we can serve our children so that they continue the fight. But it's not about me. It can't be. It has to be about the generational discussion, not just about the now. The now is fleeting. But those kids, they're coming up. And if we do not pack their toolboxes with the correct tools, I'm going to let you have Audrey's, Audrey's, what's Audrey's quote? 
The master's tools will not dismantle the master's oh house. Oh my God. <laughs> That's my girl right there. All right. But I mean, we have to, we have to build that toolbox up so these babies can really get out here and, and do the work, the justice work that our people deserve. When you spoke about writing it down, because they're trying to erase us, which we talk about that a lot on here, but that really hit home for me in mm. a way because it is so important. Like, I gave the baby woke baby for um, his baby gift. I just wanted him to have a book with a black baby on it. Come on, somebody. And like, that's a huge deal because yes. you have to search for that. Like, it's not yes. just readily available. And that you speaking about erasure is just like, if you don't do your work, if all of us who are writers and creatives don't do our work, it's just not going to be a part of history. Like, yeah. it literally will not. Yeah. And even when it is a part of history, like the fact that you had to search a little more or uh-huh. like you look, go to a, a store and you see white faces on everything mm-hmm. that you're looking for. It's very telling because you can have them on your shelves. I will say there was one copy of Woke Baby left. Oh, good. <laughs> good. <laughs> there was the last one in that store. Shoot. I'm not yeah, I be sending it out, Mo. I'm like, oh, you're having a baby? And I just order woke baby and I send it yes. all along. I'm like, yes, white babies getting, be getting it. Everybody gets that book. Everybody. But I mean, they, it, they should. Like, yeah. yes, it has a black baby on the cover. But you know why? Because there are so few books with black babies on the cover. One. Two, you have to show the world to your children. Yes. You cannot show them a bubble of a world. Right. Yes. That don't exist. So by the time they get to school, they're like, oh, but that's because of your biases. That has nothing to do with that child. Mm-hmm. Black Girl Magic was the first thing I did. I didn't know it was a children's book. That's how my, my publisher sold it. But I do that poem everywhere. I, a baby, a senior citizen, honey. We all need to hear this. <laughs> and I, I will do it. When I think of like my childhood or like even up until now, I had black and white dolls. I had, you know, mm-hmm. I had white shit all over the place. And I'd go to That's a white right. girl house and she ain't got no black shit. She don't got no mm-hmm. black to- mm-hmm. like toys with mm-hmm. black faces on them. Or, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like we've been forced to adopt that culture and there's been no pressure on non-POC to do the same. So I think right. we're at a place where it's like, it's a great book. Everybody should have it. No matter right. what color your skin is, you should mm-hmm. have That's it. That's right. And I've had white parents send me pictures of their kids, whether they're like, I'm scared to post this. I don't want to feel like I'm encroaching. I'm like, you can share that you read black books with your kids. That's important. You know what I'm saying? I do understand you feel like, you know, you're taking a picture at a rally. You're not taking a picture at a rally. Like if you took a picture of you reading Dr. Seuss, so you could take a picture with Woke Baby Book. It's in the same vein. Uh, there's this one picture of, I don't know if it was Jimmy Fallon or Kim or something in Africa dancing with black babies on this billboard in L.A. <laughs> and I was like, no. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, y'all tried it. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, it's like a bunch of black kids and him in the middle. <laughs> like this. They missed that D-E-N-I class. Yes. And I was like, That's You need different. your diversity, equity, and inclusion class. This ain't it. This ain't it. So... And talking about Black Girl Magic, I have a very important question for you, Mo. Okay. Okay. What is your favorite Black Girl Magic trick? Mm. (laughs) (laughs) I sure was all serious about it. (laughs) It's a good one. It's a good one. That's how you, that's juxtaposition. (laughs) 
<laughs> I was I was gonna be serious and be like breathing, but. <laughs> I'm going to give you an yes. example real quick. I'm going to give you an example. My favorite black girl magic trick is when I go into a job with hair that's real, real short, and then the next week I have it down to my ass, and they don't know how it happened. It's just, um, they're like, They're Whoa. afraid to ask. Oh, no, they might ask. Uh, uh, well, they, they ask like this. You, um... You had yes, uh, yesterday. You oh, uh, your hair, mm, yeah. your hair looks nice. Yeah. <laughs> or like, oh my gosh, your hair grew. Did it grow? <laughs> it's like, what you think? But everybody wears extensions. Cut the uh, crap. That's what I didn't understand. When I moved to Hollywood and there were no weave stores, I was like, white girls wear weave. What's going on? Why? Why are y'all fronting? Yeah. Cut the crap. Why I gotta go all the way to Inglewood to get some some weave. Right. Right. Because they were doing door delivery. Uh, oh. Black girl magic. What's my favorite black girl magic trick? You know what my favorite black girl magic trick is? It's how <laughs> we all we all know how to play slide. Yes. Slide. One, two, bop, 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 yes. bop, bop. Them hand games. You don't know each other, but something happens and you go, oh. And everybody knows like uh, they know a drill team step. They know the slide <laughs> game. You don't, not everybody knows double dutch, but you feel like you know, everybody knows how to turn that rope though. Don't be all double handed. Oh, I just love. Trauma. I was double handed. Trauma. Yo, you too tall to be double handed. You better. What does tall have to do with being double handed? Because you have length. It's about keeping your elbows together. Oh, no one told me that. I needed a mentor on the double dutch. See, but that's the magic though. The magic is that I knew exactly what you was doing wrong. Girl, yes, it pull is that true. Elbow, pull yeah. that elbow in. Yeah. <laughs> Pull that elbow and cock it in. Pow. That, that is uh, something I guess I never even thought about. The community of being a black woman without even knowing somebody. What about y'all, OD? Y'all got some favorite black girl magic tricks? Is this black girls or black people? I love... There are a couple songs. It could be Frankie Beverly and Maze Before I Let Go or the actual electric slide. But the way yes. that it's like, oh... The song is on, you guys. We are going, we have to yes. do the mm-hmm. electric slide right now. And I love to be in the front and I love to throw the dice <laughs> yes. when at that part where you go down. Like, that's one of my favorite things to do with a group of like, it's just like everyone <laughs> who isn't in on it is like, how did they all know that they're going to do a choreographed dance? <laughs> so, so I have a question. Do you hit the ground when you? Um, sometimes I hit it. Sometimes I just <laughs> roll the, like, roll it. Like See? <laughs> Mo, thank you so much for being here with us. Before you go, do you have any last thoughts to leave our listeners with, especially, you know, in this time? Mm. Find your joy wherever you can. Consensual joy is preferred. Um, but find your joy. <laughs> you know, because some people, they're a little, they can be a little many. They're like, well, I'm going to just take pictures of random. No, no. Consensual be like, be safe. Yes. <laughs> but also be a productive member of your community. Don't just leech off of the system. Don't leech off of the strong people. People do have a way of of requiring a lot from everyone else. And you just got to remember, you too have to water the soil. Mm. You know, you have to toil the soil. If you want to reap the benefits of the harvest, it can't just be that one strong person in your vicinity. Mm. You need to be a part of that work too. So find your joy, replenish the well, and do your part. A little three-part action plan, because you know. <laughs> hey, we love that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then lastly, where can we find you, Mo? Where can our listeners learn more about Mo Brown? 
I'm Mo Brown everywhere. M-O-B-R-O-W-N-E dot com. Instagram on Twitter. I got a new website with my whole name, but people don't really know how to spell mahogany. And that's no shade, but they're like, well, they call you Mo, so then it's Mo Hag Honey, and it's not Mo Hag. It's <laughs> like the wood. What? It's like the Diana Ross movie. It's 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 been here. Also, can I shout out Ellen Armstrong, the first female black magician? I just found her, and I just thought <laughs> I never even seen a black magician before, let alone Aww. a woman. Yes, we love you, Ellen Armstrong. We do, we do. Mo, you are just so beloved here. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being on our show, for sharing with our listeners, for shining your light in the world. Uh, you are magic. Thank you, sis. All right, everyone. It's time for us to give some advice to a lucky listener today. Um, but first, we're going to take a little break. Discover new technology and endless comfort with Victoria's Secret's number one collection, Body by Victoria. With over 3,500 five-star reviews, see what all the hype is about when it comes to their best-selling styles. Their latest innovation provides support where you need it without an ounce of padding. It's all you. With lightweight construction and technology that smooths, shapes, and supports, these silhouettes are designed to conform to your curves for a natural-looking fit. Experience unlined perfection with the Invisible Lift Demi Bra, a style that moves with you and is nearly undetectable under clothes. Or comfortably reduce your bust line by up to one inch with the Invisible Lift Minimizer Bra. Unbelievable and unforgettable, there's more to explore when it comes to Body by Victoria. Available in cups A through G and bands 30 to 44. That's 43 sizes in 22 styles. Shop now at your nearest Victoria's Secret store and online at victoriasecret.com. You need a vehicle that can meet your family's needs, and Toyota has you covered. Introducing the first-ever Grand Highlander, a midsize SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander never makes you choose between passengers and cargo. You can fit both with ease. With three spacious rows and available seating for up to eight, and a leg room that makes even long trips, comfortable. With Grand Highlander's available 362 horsepower hybrid max powertrain on limited and platinum trims, you can be confident that you have the power, acceleration, and efficiency needed for almost any adventure your family can cook up. And you'll get where you're going in style with a modern spacious cabin that's perfect for both playdates and date nights. Impressive tech upgrades take the new Grand Highlander to the next level, including a standard digital key, an available panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen. Don't just live life. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash grandhighlander. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. If you struggle to get in shape and lose weight, I'm about to change your life. I'm Carl, the CEO of Body, and I don't like working out and eating healthy either. So here's how I get myself to do it. I make myself 
own the morning. And by the morning, I mean the first hour or so every day. It's not family time. It's not for scrolling social media. It's for my results and my health. And man, does it work. Every day, I get out of bed, drink a health shake I made the night before, and then I go crush a workout in the body app and just follow along day by day. Before most people are even out of bed, I'm done for the day. So here's my offer to you. The next 500 people who go to body.com will get 65% off a full year of access to over 120 programs. 65% because I want you to start now and see how fast the pounds come off and the muscles start popping. And if they don't, hey, you get your money back. Just go to body.com. That's B-O-D-I.com. And let's own the morning together and get healthy and fit. It's time for us to give some advice. Um, Ashley, what do you have for us today? Okay, so today's letter reads, Dear OOD, I'm a single 40-something-year-old woman, and I'm feeling my co-worker's 20-year-old son. I know it's wild and maybe inappropriate, but I've tried ignoring my feelings for, let's call him Kevin. But ignoring Kevin does not work, y'all. Oh, my my goodness. Oh, my goodness. This is so... Oh my God. I know. <laughs> this is juicy. She I continues. Know. He may be young, but he has grown man feelings and he is <gasps> making them clear. Oh, shoot. Uh, every time I go visit my coworker, let's call her Cheryl, Kevin is always hanging around the house, spitting game whenever okay. Cheryl's back okay. is turned. <laughs> Did Tyler Perry write this letter? <laughs> <laughs> let's see if some raggedy cornrows are in it, then yes. <laughs> And the last time I came by, Kevin and I exchanged phone numbers. I've dated younger men before, so that's not the issue. My problem is that Kevin's mom, Cheryl, who I work with and have become good friends with, would be mortified if she found out that I slept with her son. And I get it. She welcomed me into her home for dinner, not to get dicked down by her baby boy. Oh, my gosh! But I'm getting weak to Kevin's advances. Would it be wrong to sleep with my co-worker's son? Signed, <laughs> God, I hope not. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Yo, that was a juicy one. That was juicy. I mean, to be fair, I watched this show called Why Women Kill. I think it was CBS. And uh, Lucy Liu's character was sleeping with her best friend's son. That show with Kirby, right? Yeah. With Kirby Halbaptista. The show was juicy. Okay. To say the least. Mm-hmm. But in real life, they didn't last long term, but they got down and no problems, you know, really happened. And they both had fun until it was no more fun to be had. You know, I just know mamas are especially protective of their baby boys. Uh, I would probably not sleep with her son or at the very least make it clear that this is not something that will advance to a relationship and Cheryl should never find out. But I think it's like, which is more important, getting digged down by her baby boy or having a (laughs) good relationship with this person? I mean, these are her words, y'all. I know. They're just, they're piercing. Yeah, I think everyone said it. Like, what? If you want to keep the friendship, Cheryl's probably not going to be happy. (laughs) (laughs) Mommy, you seem disgusted. (laughs) I'm I'm not. I get it. I mean, like, I get that age ain't nothing but a number. Not to quote anybody. We don't quote. But (laughs) (laughs) I, I just think that if you care about the friendship, what Ashley said, you care about the friendship, she's likely not going to agree with you 
riding her son. Um, <laughs> and if you don't, then you two are both adults. So you have to figure that out. That might be like him having a tumultuous relationship with his mom going forward. But you have to think about the consequences and how other people will feel or don't and keep it a secret. But the thing about secrets is that they weigh on you so heavy because y'all will just be hanging out. But it doesn't seem like she cares about Cheryl enough. Like they're not like besties. Like (laughs) she can't tell her something about her life. She her coworker. Exactly. How long have y'all been working together? Because I feel like if maybe, maybe you could get another job. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that seems like running away from the issue. Also, think about it this way. How many times do you actually share who you've had sex with? Like, exactly. just because it's with her Cheryl. son don't mean you need to. I mean, it's awkward because, you know, it is her son. But also, she ain't sharing her other sex partners with Cheryl. She don't need to share this sex partner. And on top of that, this is the other. This is on the contrary. A lot of times these young men don't know what they're doing yet. So is he even yep. worth the dick down? Oh, hey, Is he worth the stress? Part. Is he going to lay it on you the way you think he will? Right? Oh my God. <laughs> I hear they quick learners, though. They are quick learners. And they listen. They do listen. <laughs> they can take instruction. They just got out of school so they can take instruction real well. <laughs> you could also have the ride of your life. It could be a lot of fun. And I, I mean, is he fine? Oh, damn, these are. If he's not fine, does that change? The- <laughs> Kevin sounds so fine. Yeah, like, you came to hang with a coworker and you got distracted. Kevin must be, <laughs> <laughs> this young man is doing something right. Okay. Yeah, I'd say weigh the pros and cons and have a conversation with Kevin. Make sure he knows that he might be ruining his relationship with his mother. Because mm-hmm. then he's going to have mommy issues and take that to the next girlfriend. And we don't want that. Yeah, so nobody need that. Oh, man. This is tough. God, I hope not. You are in a pickle. <laughs> This, that's why she wrote us, yes? I'm going to say this. God, I hope not. I hope you go for it. I hope that you have sex with this person at least one time so you can feel joy. What did Mo say? Get your joy consensually where you can? <laughs> mm-hmm. YOLO. And let us know if you do do it and what Kevin was like. And, you know, send us another follow-up letter. <laughs> we want to know. I'm living vicariously through you right, right now. God, How, I hope God, not. I hope not. Got her groove back. <laughs> for real. I think the consensus is go for it and hold on to that secret real tight. So we hope that helped. And I think this episode was amazing. The fact that we got to chat with Mo Brown, I'm definitely about to be like, you can't feel it. It's black girl magic. Hey! I love it. And the tools that she gave us to really owning our space right now. um, She's amazing. And we just got a ton of Audre Lorde quotes from Yasmin today. So (laughs) more than our daily dose. Which we love. <laughs> it, like, I wasn't even going to bring her into this, but Mo literally wrote the book. She's a part of everything. We can't deny that. And we appreciate y'all going on this journey with us. Uh, please remember to share and review this podcast. It helps us out. And we want to know what you're thinking. And make sure to come hang with us on the internet. Uh, you can find us on Insta at Obama's Other Daughters at OOD Improv on Twitter and on Facebook, Obama's Other Daughters. You know where to find us. And if you need some advice, like God, I hope not, 
go ahead and write us a letter. Um, we love the juicy ones too at yes. oodpodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And we will see you guys next week. If you do the electric slide, tag us in your video. <laughs> yes. Bye. Bye, y'all. You Down is a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from Shondaland Audio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.